The year is 1997. I'm Dave, and this is My Marvelous You. Hello, and welcome to 1997 Variant Cover B for My Marvelous Year. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. My Marvelous Year is the podcast and reading club where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. We've been reading all the Marvel Comics, all the best and most essential Marvel Comics from 1961 to present day. We are up to 1997. This will wrap up our coverage of the year 1997 as we move into 1998 in the Marvel Knights era and basically the modern reset of the entire Marvel Comics universe. Don't call it a reboot, though, because it's not a reboot. Now, normally, this is the point in the show where I would say some funny, improvised, uh, yet, you know, sounding like it was prepared well in advance remarks on who's joining me today for today's variant cover but here's the thing (laughs) it's just me (laughs) this is a big daddy dave special okay we've never done one of these in the history of my marvelous year now if you listen to me over on comic book herald and the live streams i do on the cbh youtube channel and of course the podcast i have as well that's right comic book herald does have a podcast believe it or not uh mostly i do creator interviews and then i post the live streams that i do on youtube uh but i do those solo of course with the exception of the interviews i don't just interview myself uh but my marvelous year we have not had a big daddy dave special that's what this is gonna be because I've been stood up. <laughs> I've been I've been stood up, right? Nothing quite like the experience of sitting there waiting on your date, waiting and and just, you know, that sinking feeling, that that Oscar Isaac's feeling sitting at the cafe and it's it's 2 days later and it's not Sunday anymore and your date's not coming, okay? That's what I've got today commiserate with me. Come hang out. Commiserate. We're going to cover all the same stuff that we would have covered anyway on this variant cover special, um, which is mostly fan questions uh, and reader questions and listener questions. We got some great questions from those of you who support the show and hang out in the My Marvelous Year Slack. Now, if you're interested in joining the My Marvelous Year Slack, you can do so via patreon.com slash my marvelous year okay if you go on over to patreon.com slash my marvelous year you can join you can support the show for as little as one dollar a month one of the benefits within those tiers is the slack channel where those of us who are reading along and playing along can come and hang out and chat it is my favorite comics community in the entire interwebs Uh, and we got some really good questions today from some of you within there that I will address. I was also planning today to talk about, uh, to do some manga catch-up. We have, a map, my manga this year continues. I've been reading manga for the first time in my life after, you know, decades of pouring over sort of the comics canon and, and of course, superhero canon. Uh, finally diving into some manga. I was going to catch up on some of these with 
of course, Zach. But uh, but since he's not here today, I can sort of just touch base on what I've been reading. Now, what's coming next in my marvelous year? I wanna I wanna give a little heads up on this because this is a moment I think for the my marvelous year reading club. You know, we've kind of been building to this point. I mean, we've literally been building to this point. But you know, it's it's all kind of about getting to 1998 in a lot of ways. Now, the Comic Book Herald Marvel Reading Order. If you followed along with my guides there, like that basically starts in 1998. You know, it starts with Marvel Knights. Like that is the modern era. When I first started putting guides together circa 2010, 2011, that's where it started. That's where I started the modern era was with the Marvel Knights imprint and comics coming out in 1998. Because again, like that is the modern reflection of what Marvel Comics became post-Onslaught, post-Heroes Reborn, post uh, bankruptcy, and and you get some new creative personalities involved. You get Joe Quesada, Jimmy Palmiotti. You get uh, Bill Jameis coming in as editor-in-chief, for better and for worse. Things like the Ultimate Universe, not that far behind. And, of course, we've been covering the entire Ultimate Universe over on our companion podcast, My Ultimate Year, which you can check out as well. We literally are reading the entire thing. I started doing it with Zach. We've had some some cool guests and, and sub-hosts, and, uh, and then, of course, we've got Charlotte and Zach now finishing out my ultimate year. All right, but, uh, but hang on. Hang on, everybody. I'm getting a ping. It says, oh, sorry, be right there. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like probably we're going to have a light Big Daddy Dave special. Now, I'm going to push to keep this in the episode for sure, right? We will still kick things off with the Big Daddy Dave special, but what you might hear next is is me being joined by a guest. I may have a guest on the line who is able to hop in. You know, some, it's, it's one of the things about doing podcasts and shows for a number of years now, and I think, you know, really it's three going on maybe four years for me at this point between Comic Book Herald and My Marvelous Year, you start to develop a little network of go-to guests, right? People who can come in and save you, can hop in and and have a a good fun chat about comics with you. Um, You know, it's nice. It's nice to have quality guests. Now, I got to be honest, I don't know that this is one of our better guests you know i don't i i do rank all of them um i don't ever share that and i never will because so many of them are great and and i'm just glad that they were able to uh donate some other time uh this one i i don't feel that way so i'm i'm comfortable saying we've had better <laughs> we've we've had better uh but we'll we'll see how it goes but yeah like i was saying uh 1998 it's coming next and um it's 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 a big moment for us and what i want to have happen with 1998 is like because this sort of represents the full comic book herald modern reading order on the website i know a lot of readers are going to want to play along with that and are going to want to go through that guide as well as sort of the the my Marvel this year curated approach that we're doing so what i would like to open up is is feedback on the cbh guides i've never really gone back in a, in a number of years now and revisited those guides and kind of do they work is this the right approach and that sort of thing so like i'm going to create avenues for feedback definitely some of those will be in the slack right again patreon.com slash my marvelous year if you're a member of the slack i'm gonna want feedback for people playing along with the full cbh guide um but i'm also creating downloadable spreadsheets of everything that's in there so people can take it on the go but like i'm going to want to create a hub for people who are like yeah actually reading all of deadpool (laughs) <laughs> at the start of your modern Marvel uh, reading guide is a really weird approach. 
um, and it, it super doesn't work. So that's that's going to be in the cards. That's coming next. It should be it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of good comics coming, and uh, and I'm looking forward to diving into the modern Marvel era with all of you. But hey, look at this. Look at this on the mic. I may have a guest. We'll be back in a moment. So all right, everybody. Hello, and a big good morning to our pal Zach Dean. Zach, he's good still morning, got. Dave. He's still got the sleep stocking on, the full body, the one piece PJ set with the fluffy slippers. I've got my blankie in one hand, my thumb sucking on my thumb in the other. Classic, classic wake up look here for Zach. Uh, it's good to have you. I, I was, I was prepared to rock it solo. Um, I have to say, I was, I was pretty good on going solo on this one, with the exception of the my Mangalus year conversation, because I have okay. some, yeah. I have some praise for you. And I feel like the praise will be better yes. if you're here. Um, so so uh, that'll be good. <laughs> I, I, You know, I, sh- I should say now, you do um, Best Comics Ever, your other podcast, mm-hmm. for Comic Book Herald Solo. And I've always been very impressed that you can uh, just kind of speak off the, the top of your head, like solo by yourself. Doing a solo podcast is incredibly hard. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so when I logged on and you were just talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, he can do this, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's we're, you know we're gonna have an episode uh, here or there. I'm always I'm always amazed by like in sports radio, and I guess probably like talk radio is the same thing. But people that have like two three hour shows, you know, where it's mm-hmm. just that, yeah. like that's madness. <laughs> like that is madness. But then I you know I I can do it for an hour. I can do it for an hour on the live streams, maybe slightly longer, but then I am genuinely winded. Like not like like cardio winded, but just like I've used all my words. Like I don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. you know, I don't have vocal capacity beyond that point, I don't think. Um you need but I, I don't take commercial breaks or anything either. So I guess the radio folks have a have an advantage there. Um but that's neither here nor there. We are of course going to now talk about this stuff together. Zach, topics for today's variant cover. Are okay. going to be uh, we got listener questions and we got my mangalus year and and I did already in the intro what you missed was I was hyping up uh, what's to come in 1998 and kind of how it mirrors basically where I started the comic book herald guides like basically where comic book herald comes from is this modern Marvel reading order that starts with 1998 right and the Marvel Knights era and like we're we're there we're finally there so uh, anything else. That you wanted to like, like, do you want to talk about how much you're loving Miss Marvel? Like, is there anything that's like really top of mind? <laughs> you know, you know what's uh, funny? Actually, yeah. after after coming in as obviously the most positive, yeah, of really the crew on Miss yeah. Marvel, I have not watched a single follow up episode yet. And I think I, think <laughs> I will. Really I, I, I even you know was vaguely positive on episode one. I think it's really gone downhill. Like, <laughs> you were especially... you were clearly negative. <laughs> Dude, th- <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was, I well, I, I was like, this isn't that good, but I had an okay time with it. But by the third episode, I'm like, oh, man, it stinks that they're not putting more care into this. There's something so funny in the third episode, though, that yeah. like, specifically for the My Marvelous Year crew. There's a really, really funny. Uh, oh, happening. I think I, I think I may have saw the sort of the the mention of this. You know what? But, uh... I'll just say because this is not. A spoiler. It doesn't like, seem like not, it will be. Yeah, it, it's it's not at all like a twist or. A spoiler Hang on, let me guess. Let me guess because I haven't watched. Is it clandestine? Yeah, okay. is, is clandestine yes. here? Yes. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so here's here's the funny thing, and this is a little bit like inside baseball. We have someone in our Slack, Dustin, longtime listener. He's put a bunch of episodes or a bunch of issues into the My Marvelous Year list over the years, and the long he, con to go by Dustin. 
in an effort <laughs> to connect yourself to clandestine i just can't get over it but please continue. He, he's the one who added clandestine into the my marvel's year list because he is the world's biggest clandestine fan he clandestine. loves clandestine he's the only one who loves clandestine right like most people most hardcore marvel people don't even know who it is let alone loves it but he yeah. loves clandestine he's written like pages and pages of thoughts <laughs> about clandestine <laughs> <laughs> on my brothers on on the Slack channel, yeah. like talking about this comic. Okay, so clandestine is the villain <laughs> in Miss Marvel, and the really funny part is they are it, the the other part about this is that Dustin is really critical of Miss Marvel for not following the comic more accurately. He's continually being like, I just don't know why they couldn't. You know, it works so well in the comic. Like here, this part works really well. Why can't they? Just, you know, stick to what G. Willow Wilson already did. I don't see why they're changing it. Sure, sure, And he's, sure. he's got good arguments. He's not just being a purist about it. He thinks that, you know, this would just work better if it followed the comic. Mm-hmm. He also loves Clandestine. Clandestine is the source of Miss Marvel's powers <laughs> in this. So for them to change the, these two things that he's obsessed with, Miss Marvel being changed in the show and Clandestine, it's like a real monkey's paw situation. Like, I just wish Clandestine... It would be like I said if... Uh, Alpha Fight finally got a movie, and they were like, you know who's going to lead it? It's Rick Jones. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> Rick yeah, yeah. Jones at the head of Alpha right. Flight. Wow. So it's, it's a perfectly it's, targeted mix Oh, man, for it's so individual. funny. That's, that's but also incredible. It's, it's so it's, boring. They don't do anything interesting with it in the show. Well, I got to say, this is not making me more excited to catch up. Um, this, is, this is giving me tremendous trepidation. Yeah. <laughs> about, maybe, I should, maybe I should just stop incredibly happy with episode Yeah, one. sure. Right. I mean, I, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I know her parents and her are going to be in the movies. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, yeah, they'll get salvaged there, right? Like, she'll... <laughs> sure. Like, the movies will do a better job. It has to, because I'm I'm pretty down on it now. Clandestine. But, you know. What a choice. Yeah. What a choice. Yeah. Just absolutely banana. Like, like, how far have the Inhumans fallen? You know? Like, <laughs> I know. how far did the Inhumans have to fall? I mean, they were going to do fall? that, but, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just, it is amazing, because it's like, obviously, there's all the, the Fox had the X-Men rights, so we're kind of being spiteful about it, stuff with the Inhumans, but like, if you go back and consume media, and consume Marvel Comics from 2015 to 2018, Inhumans are a big deal. Like, they are mm-hmm, all sure. over the place. They're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, the whole second season is an Inhumans thing, um, and I don't love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's there. And uh, it, we got Inhumans in it, it, the Avengers video game that came out even more recently. Mm-hmm. The Inhumans are a huge component. Uh, Kamala's whole backstory, being a part of Inhumans. 1998, Marvel Knights, the Inhumans are a big deal. They they sure are, and we're coming up on that. I'm just, and then that ABC, <laughs> yeah. sh- like that ABC show, yeah. was so bad, mm-hmm. was yeah, so bad that clandestine got priority. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is interesting, like. If that show had done well, if that show had like put that its show had stake been in the Marvel adequate. universe, yeah, yeah, sure. Th- then maybe they could have still like. I mean, yeah, that's a good point because like Thor: Dark World has repercussions on the MCU, and that movie barely works. Thor: Dark you know? World okay, won't a... stop coming up. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. it's been referenced yeah, yeah. in Endgame, in Loki. It won't stop coming up. Uh, but Inhumans is is I guess Multiverse of Madness, right? Is is the one and only probably time. Where we yeah. sort of say, well, you know what? Maybe that's the beginning of them being like, no, we're gonna start sneaking this in. 
and uh, you know, and just keep maybe they'll keep sneaking them in and bring them in somewhere else. Hey, well, that's uh, what Thor's that's what's in... weird to me though is it's like you just you just pretend it never happened is the obvious answer, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. Everyone but... will agree to go along with that. Like no one will have an issue if you like well, if, if you just pretend. Yeah, you know, the casting might be okay. You know, they can they can still. I, uh, yeah, yeah. It anyway, also might it's... not. <laughs> Let's yeah, maybe, maybe they decide not to. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, um, okay, hey, interesting. Thor: Love and Thunder's coming out like in uh, next week, which is uh, kind of fun. We got to talk about that. Sometime. I'm Are looking you gonna... forward to it. I'm uh, I'm it's I'm a first... little nervous. I'm a little yeah. nervous about Taika Unleashed. In a way, yeah, like like yeah, I yeah. really sure. like like Hunt for the Wilder People. I loved. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I like it. I like what we do in the shadows, right? Oh, yeah. And I Great I movie. loved Ragnarok. I loved Ragnarok, but Ragnarok was surprising, and it also was, like, still a bit tethered, you know, in the sense of, like, yeah, it's a comedy, but it's also, like, not just totally off the rails. I'm a little worried about full confidence, <laughs> who's going to stop me, <laughs> Taika. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I like, I liked, um, what was the pirate one? Our Flag Means Death uh, well enough. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's no. um, he's in Free Guy. <laughs> that, Jojo, that Jojo Rabbit is a pretty. I haven't seen Jojo yet. How was How was okay. Jojo? It, it's <laughs> it's a movie that I think works moment to moment really well, and the entire movie doesn't work at all because of the premise. But that that like premise, the like kind of poking fun at Hitler and Nazis, I think is just like he doesn't make it work. At it's least for me, like I think yeah. the whole thing just feels sour the entire time. Yeah. But moment to moment, like, the characters are good, the jokes are good, like, the emotions generally hit okay. You're just, it's it's just covered in this veneer of, like, ah, I don't know, the tone you're taking with uh, Nazis here is just a little, it's a little glib, isn't it, Taika? And I, you know. Yeah, like, okay, okay. Yeah, I, and, yeah I, I so anyway, like, that's, I'm just, I just, just got, like, work. I, I don't, I don't have backlash well, yet. I don't have. Yeah. I, it's just sort of a sort of is a worry. That, on, like, like this is going to be. This is going to try too hard. Yeah, I just that plus just like you know he. I don't know. He like he's he's big right now. Like he's hot, and yeah. that can. I guess that can go either way, right? That can mean well. That's for a good reason because he's great, and this movie's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. I like basically everyone involved. <laughs> so like, I guess the problem now is I have really high expectations. Is really all it comes down to. I have really high mm-hmm. expectations, and that always kind of can set myself up for failure. I. This is the, being off of Twitter, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I'm not on Twitter anymore. Oh, my anymore. gosh. Oh, my It's gosh. been actually very easy to just avoid everything about this movie. So I haven't seen trailers. I've, like, barely seen images of it. I've seen, like, pictures of Natalie Portman and Christian Bale, like, here and there. Well, those, but, are, uh, those are unrelated to the movie. Those are just your regular searches. <laughs> yeah, just my uh, desktop background. Yeah. Um, yep. So, like, I'm pretty, I'm going in pretty blind. This is the first time in MCU movie I've just, like, resisted. And I haven't been going to the movies itself, so I haven't been, like, seeing trailers. I think I saw that first, like, original teaser trailer a while ago. But that I doesn't will, really talk That's all, that's all I've seen as well, actually, um, for trailers. Yeah. I will watch yeah, the first fun. trailer, and then yeah. I will, will try to not watch any beyond that point. I always say I'm going to do it. Sometimes I, it's hard. I give in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't always yeah. have that willpower. But that is, that always feels like the best approach for me um okay so yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna see it opening weekend is the plan um, yeah we'll talk about it try and go and yeah of course we'll do an episode on it because it it'll be it'll be i i expect you know for me it's like there's i'll be shocked if it's anything less than good i just hope it's great and that can always be a problem yeah. if that's uh, my sure my walk you, you know i i like i like thor ragnarok a lot but i don't think um it's not like as 
a big favorite of mine like it is for a lot of people so like my my expectations are like i hope it's fun and i laugh <laughs> and that's that's about uh all i'm feeling it does feel like the first really big mcu movie since endgame though i mean i guess we had spider-man no way home but like for some oh, reason man. like it no way like... home and multiverse of madness were huge no like they were both big but like it feels like the first um it's like the first one that people like years ago were like all right well we'll have like black widow we'll get another spider-man we'll get an doctor another doctor strange and then we'll get to thor and then we'll get to black panther and another guardians right like the the heavy hitters um although spider-man it's been hyped up for a while too huge, you know yep. i mean natalie portman lifted the hammer at a con probably three four years ago right like it definitely God, her arms are so muscular now have you seen are they oh yeah Oh yeah. yeah. Let, let me just Google Natalie Portman arm. Oh, I accidentally Googled Natalie Natalie's Portman arms. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Portman Rams. What does this come up with? Uh, Natalie Portman wanted to shift football culture. Ugh, God. Um, what sports are so? Uh, it's because <laughs> I actually know what that's about. Hey, because Natalie I'm a Portman guy wants now. to shift football culture. It's because she's a big investor in the um nwsl the national women's soccer league in angel city which is a new expansion league or a new expansion <laughs> team in the uh the f- women's soccer uh, uh-huh. this year uh-huh. so i actually know that's like the very small little sliver of sports that i can speak to no wonder um, you're obsessed with natalie yeah, yeah yeah i haven't seen her at a game yet oh my god look at those arms she's so buff i mean between so buff, just silence between her and tessa i mean they're <laughs> yeah. benching what 500 between the two of them mm, 7,000 7,000 mm-hmm. kilos yeah, i know weights right yep we're doing european uh, all right um, let's let's move on <laughs> please <laughs> i'm running out of material here i think you're running out of oxygen to your head um all right <laughs> let's <laughs> let's answer some listener questions here thanks to those of you who got these in via the slack again you can support that via patreon.com slash my marvelous year zach i had the first question Okay. What's your favorite comic you've read so far in 2022? Oh, interesting. Um, and knowing you, it does you not have to have come out this year. Yeah, I don't think I've, I'm not keeping up with uh, with new comics. So you go first while I think about it. Okay. My favorite comic that I've read so far in 2022. Okay, I'll do one that's actually new and one that is just my favorite that I've read. My favorite thing that I've read is Pluto. The, mm, the manga okay. by um, Urasawa, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Uh, I devoured pluto and it went in on my best comics of all time list at i think 12 basically which is crazy high um you know i've got 500 i've got actually like 800 comics ranked but then i post the top 500 on cbh again if you just google best comics of all time you'll find this list but like that pluto went insanely high um a close second would actually be chris ware's building stories which also went inside my top 20 uh but i did not cool i was not that's nowhere near as obsessive for me as uh, Pluto, which just blew my mind. I absolutely adored it. Um, I had read just a little bit of Astro Boy before, which helped slightly. Um, so if you're if you're going to check it out for the first time, explore, explore some Astro Boy. It'll help a little bit. My favorite of this year, which I got to say, I feel better about Comic Book Herald's Best Comics of 2022 so far list than I think I've ever felt about a Best of the Year list. Oh, really? Like it's like, a good year? I just love what's on there. Yeah, mm, like it's cool. a good year. I feel super looped in. Like I feel like I've got some stuff that probably nobody else has yet, but they're going to have it because they're going to mm-hmm. Google what are the best comics of the year and then they're going to steal from me because that's <laughs> yeah, how this yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But right now, like I just this list is just stacked. If I'm going with my favorite of the year, it's honestly really hard. It's called It's Honestly Really Hard. That seems a little too dirty for Comic Book Herald. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, that honestly that does sound like a manga title, like yeah. these manga titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, all the all okay. comics titles are getting super long, so it's you know, uh, I, the book that I've enjoyed the most is really hard to say, but right now it's probably Catwoman, Lonely City is top of mind. Oh, interesting. Um, is that Cliff Chang? No, oh, Cliff okay. Chang. He's writing, drawing, yeah. lettering, coloring, does everything. The first issue came out late 2021. Uh, the next two issues have come out. So it's a black label book. So every issue is like 50 pages. So it's on like a really weird, like multi-month release schedule. Um, there's a fourth book now, which I don't know was the initial plan. That's coming out in August. But uh, this is the modern The Dark Knight Returns with the good parts of Dark Knight Strikes Again without the fascist baggage of Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay? Uh, okay? It's so good. It's so flipping good. If you haven't read this and you are even moderately interested in Batman comics, check out Catwoman Lonely City. Hmm. Cool. I definitely will. When I, I, I'm i sure like the first one's probably up on DC Universe Infinite, so I'll take a look. Um, okay, I have a, got a comic, and guess what? It's even coming out this year. Wow. So it's new. It's a, it's a manga. I think I've talked about it on this show already. I've talked about it on my ultimate year, and I've recommended it to Dave. It's Kaguya-sama, Love is War. <laughs> oh, this it's is your a, favorite. Dude, I love this comic. I think it's yeah. so good. It's like in my top 10 comics of all time. Easy. Wow. Um, How far are you really, in this? I think it's... I'm caught up with it, which is 267 chapters. So like Dang I'm reading dog. it now week to week, and I caught up in like... A week and a half, um, because we're watch. We've been watching. My wife and I've been watching the um, anime like each year as it comes out. The third season just wrapped up, and I was like, I cannot wait to find out where this goes. <laughs> so I picked up the uh, the manga and kept reading. So you're in on the and, anime, uh, the manga, and it's one of your favorite comics of all time. Oh yeah, 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 and Incredible. and like both are worth worth watching. The anime is worth watching. The manga is worth reading. In like in either order, it works. I think pretty well because the anime adds a lot of like flourish to it um so it's not all right so i was gonna say this for for my marvelous year or for my mangless year but um yeah. i read the first volume per your recommendation oh, cool. this week okay yeah, zach yeah. i love this book <laughs> this it's... Is, i love it to death tell tell everybody what it is give them give them some premise okay so it, it's that it's kind of a classic uh <laughs> the like two two characters two high schoolers who are in love with each other they both have big crushes on each other but they they're they're at this very hoity-toity private school they both have these big egos and they don't want to confess to the other one because they're just kind of too embarrassed and proud to be the one to confess so because they're so such like working at such high intellect they're trying to get the other one to confess first so they arrange these situations uh it's like a battle manga kind of uh yeah. it's a little like death there's a little death note to it oh like a lot of, death. of as as somebody who has limited manga experience i saw tons of death note in yeah there, there's like you know this the secret battle of intellects happening behind the scenes where they're trying to coordinate the other one to ask them to go to a movie like there's there's a pair of free tickets um in the middle of the table and they're trying to you know get the other one to to ask them it goes way beyond that that's like the initial setup for this is how it don't tell me too much i've only read the first volume yeah i i won't but like it like i recommend it to someone in the slack and they were reading it and they were like this is really good can it keep this up for 260 chapters right it really can because it it continually builds up the characters it starts you know it starts becoming a little more than just a comedy 
but also like the ways that it is a comedy expand right it doesn't just kind of keep hitting this one note but also it's so clever <laughs> in the way that it, it does it's so funny it's so based in the characters and um like <laughs> there, there's a third member of the student council that's on who's just this like chaotic element thrown into the middle of all their plans who's just this kind of like hapless lovable idiot uh, who just keeps ruining their plans by like being too sweet and yeah it's uh it's great it's like really well done the the art starts slightly rough and gets better and better as it goes on but i i, I think it's fine from the beginning um, yeah so this is by yeah. the mangaka aka akasaka akasaka yeah <laughs> um it is it is so funny i laughed out loud multiple times reading this and we've talked about this a bunch on the show before but like comics that make you laugh out loud are incredibly rare um, that is a hard thing to pull off, and, and yep. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, does it in spades. I I had such a fun time. You know, I figured oh, like, good. okay, I'm I'll, so glad. Yeah, I was like, I'll check it out. I'll see. You know, and just looking at the premise, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is gonna be super up my alley. But yeah, it is. It's exactly that thing of Death Note of just like pages upon pages of intense deduction about if I do X, they'll do Y, and then that'll lead to Z. And then just on and on and on. But in this case, it's all about, yeah, this this romance where the two individuals just don't want to be the one to, quote unquote, lower Confess, themselves to make yeah. their first moves. Yeah, like yeah the one want, who confesses their win. love first loses. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the, the and just the comments on, like, taking the idea that love is war, but taking it super seriously. But, you know, but just so over the top. Oh, man, it's so funny. It's incredibly fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't think artistically the first volume is, like, super special. Um, it is workmanlike and gets every, like, it's just, it's, you know, generally here we're looking at two people looking in, in rooms, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's not like there's like a ton the, of action, the but there's a lot really of really fun. Like... Well, there's a lot of stuff in the layouts where it's just like goofy details and just having yeah. fun with like what they are imagining, you know, how they'd imagine things going wrong. I mean, that, that's such a big part of it there. is, is getting in their heads because it, it also like, it's really good about like looking at how teenagers are like, like these are two, you know, geniuses that are trying to psych each other out. But at the same time, they're also like teenagers who are naive in their own specific ways. Yeah. And it, it does like it naive and insecure <laughs> in their own ways. So like their insecurities become, and they have very specific insecurities, right? Like each of them are their own person who, uh, who you'll like really learn like all the, the, you know, ins and outs of what like worries them. Um, and you can see, like, especially uh, Shiragane, the boy, um, is terrified that the other girl is going to, like, look down on him, give him this expression, and just go, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, yeah. this re- repeating joke that uh, they keep iterating on in a really great way. But even by the, um, I'm looking, like, at a list of chapters here, even by, like, the second and third volume, it starts expanding beyond just, like, the two of them trying to get each other to confess. Like, it starts just getting into funny scenarios with the uh, the characters and, you know, like, fleshing them out and building up the like relationships between it really expands the cast which is i think is an important part of it um so yeah it's it's great i think it's yeah i would say if i had no other obligations i'd be the second volume would be the next thing i'd read for sure it's all i mean this is killing me dave it is all on the shonen jump app which costs two (laughs) dollars a month to get all you can eat backing like so much manga. There's Are they so paying much manga you? On. You're pushing so hard. It's for such the sh- a good cheap <laughs> for the Shonen Jump subscription. Oh my god, it's crazy that you're like, I'll do this one paper volume at a time when it's all right there. Well, it's not all. It goes up to like two. I enjoyed the 30. first volume through my local library, and I yeah, will enjoy god. the second the same way. 
I, I you know what I, I I did actually so I, I mean, did if actually it paces re- it out yeah yeah I did actually read this digitally um but uh-huh. I have to say I'm really really enjoying this year getting full graphic novels or manga in print from a library like I know it's a like this is not news <laughs> right that there are differences mm-hmm. but I am enjoying the hell out of actually holding books uh, which is something yeah. that I have sort of bypassed with review copies and digital copies and all that stuff right with, so i mean um, manga it's 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 like i buy hang on hang on hang on let me oh, let me give oh, you a compliment sorry, sorry. let me give you a compliment yeah. this okay. is your oh, yeah. best this is the most into a recommendation you've made since you put that barry windsor smith uh the thing issue mm. what is that marvel uh what was that spotlight um, fanfare fanfare thank you yeah. since you put that on the dean's list uh, way back in the 80s i was i i down to this in like a day and a half and I love it. I love it. I'm definitely going to keep going with it. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah well, you know, keep me, keep me posted on it. Um, yeah. It's so, I mean, it, it like, it gets comedy like in a way that I, I don't know. Manga does this <laughs> much better. And we'll talk about Jinji Ito in a minute, but like horror manga, horror comics and comedy comics both rely on timing so much. And this gets timing so well of like keeping a rhythm and a pattern and like building up expectations and then doing like page turns of big reveals uh, just like panels used for moments, like little hits of little moments in time to punctuate jokes, to punctuate like, you know, you turn the page and then like a character that's being trash talked is now all of a sudden in the panel, just standing there staring at somebody or a ghost or a monster standing there <laughs> staring at somebody in a Junji Ito comic. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so wild to me. We, we talked about this on My Ultimate Year a bit, but like how American comics just don't get that. Oh, we talked about it with Deadpool. That's what it was. With those Deadpool comics where I'm just like, there's no comedy to those Deadpool comics except him just saying one-liners, right? And it's like, you could put it up next to something like Kaguya-sama that has like funny one-liners, funny characters, the like, the timing works, there's funny situations, right? There's gags, like there's all these different types of jokes all rolled together in one. Mm. You know, it just makes like American superhero comedy seem like just pale in comparison. Well, I think that's why in the past when I've talked about like, it's so rare that a book actually makes me laugh out loud. Like I'm yeah, talking, yeah. I'm mostly talking about Marvel and DC stuff, you know, um, or even, you know, even the image scene, like there aren't a, I guess like four kids walk into a bank is yeah, a book yeah, that made funny. me laugh. Yeah. Um, Hellions is a Marvel superhero comic, you know, but like they're free and far between. Yeah. But yeah like on manga, I definitely, I, I do wonder how much, cause like, obviously like this book is very intentionally funny. Um, but there are certain mm-hmm. elements like, like the death note and kind of just the, what seems like tremendous overthinking of problems. I do wonder, like, how much of that is cultural in some ways. Um, I, and the reason I say that is I had a training not that long ago on, like, like cultural etiquette, basically, in the workplace. Um, and it was talking about in Japan, like, just, like, the different ways that Japanese business people will interpret situations, you know? I, so I don't think I'm breaking ground here, and I'm not educated on the subject matter to really give examples or speak to it super clearly. But just, like, there are small things you can do that if you don't know the situation might seem incredibly rude. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just like processing sure. information and reactions differently. And I think one thing these mangas do that is so fascinating is they just give the full intellectual calculations, you know, in such mm-hmm. detail yeah. that it's like charming and funny and fascinating all at the same time sometimes. Um, and I think a, I do think a big part of that is just like, it is cultural, it is stylistic, uh, and it is not what I'm used to 
Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if Peter Parker well, had that, page Note, upon page of thought balloons, yeah. people would be like, this comic is feels 70 years old, you know? Well, with with Death Note, like, I think it's actually kind of a detracts from that comic because I, I was rereading that for a while when you were at the same time. And I got like 50 chapters in. I've read the entire thing before and I had an OK time like rereading it. But the second time through, especially like those walls of text of his thought processes eventually started to really wear down on me because like well, and that's why i checked out i mean that's it's all I very did. i paused yeah and it's kind of flat in it's like tone right like the all the main characters who just kind of think that way are all like pretty much the same and you know it's just about like the calculations kagyosama it really does like deepen the characters right the way that they speak and think like illustrates their character in a way that builds it up so that like there are a lot of jokes that land later that are purely based on like you know these characters inside out in the vacuum this wouldn't be as funny but like you know this character so you know exactly why this happening to them is particularly so funny and like i i mean i think that's great like when something can build up to that point where like it can just develop gags based on your knowledge of the characters um yeah that's great Time for an ad break. All right, today's My Marvelous Year is brought to you by Ballsy. Okay? Now, you know here at My Marvelous Year, if there's one thing we love talking about, it's about cleaning our nethers. <laughs> I mean, I think that's honestly <laughs> yep. maybe our most consistent uh, thing that we promote. <laughs> Zach, prior to all of all of this podcasting, like, how much mm-hmm. did you talk about this? Like, was it kind of just a regular, like, you'd meet somebody at a party and you'd be like... I couldn't keep a job because of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, we <laughs> like, both of us I, lost... I talked to HR about this a lot. Yeah, 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 right. No, yeah. like, and, and that's the thing is, like, now we just put it on the top of our resumes, right? Like, because we, we, one, like, because we're constantly job searching because of this, but two... They, they, the employer needs to know. The employer needs to know that we're going to talk about Ballsy, okay, if we're coming in and we're trying to get a job. And we never get it, right? We never get it at this point. But frankly, that's society's loss. Um, Ballsy, they sell you know, trimmers. They sell sack spray. They sell ball wash. They keep you clean. They've also got you know, men's grooming, right? So they, the, you know what I like about the Ballsy Razor, Zach? It's got, uh, it's got two heads, two heads. It's a bit of a chimera situation, a bit of a hydra situation if you cut off one head go to the hospital that shouldn't happen <laughs> when you're doing this uh no but if, if it has two heads one of the razors is for your body one of them is for your balls i appreciate that separation between church and state in a in a razor they also have stuff for uh, his and hers they've got boob guard liquid powder that uh, that under boob sweat they've got ball guard liquid powder so you can buy his and hers pack of, uh, of that kind of stuff so you know, this is not just for men, although it's largely suited for men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's a good point. So you can go to ballwash.com slash mymarvelousyear, put in promo code MMY, you'll receive 20% off your order of $50 or more. 20% off, you go to ballwash.com slash mymarvelousyear, put in promo code MMY. Fun one. Definitely a fun one. All right, so let's let's answer another question, and then we can yep. talk Junji yeah, yeah. Ito, because that's the other okay manga that you had me read um yeah. okay johannes asks what's everybody's second least favorite year in marvel history I, presumably this is a response to my rant about 1997 <laughs> being the worst year in marvel history what you, i said to you uh, I, can i point <laughs> you yeah, weren't even yeah. there for the second half of 1997 like i had to read those comics well, you well, didn't, well they so did much. include a deadpool run that i generally like i 
I'm not oh, surprised boy. to hear that you do not. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't finish it. Like it's one of the only times for my Marvelous here that I didn't even skim. I think like I read the first well you put not there are nine issues on there. Yeah, you I mean eight, you'll know you how you feel <laughs> once you once you've read some. I I don't necessarily disagree yeah, uh, yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I read three and then I was like, I can't. I can't anymore. So I just well, as I read the one. As we've Johannes just established, you don't like comedy. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I, I get uh, that. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I what I said it was nineteen ninety seven is the worst year, but you kind of have to include 1996 as like a package deal. You know, this mm-hmm. is clear. Like, a, like, so, I, okay, so we can't pick yeah, that as our second because yeah. that's that's cheating. Um, so in that case, my least favorite year in Marvel history, my second least favorite year is 1971. Oh, I, did I you look at this already? That's I looked through the whole list, Zach. I looked through the whole <laughs> okay. list. Well, I had some oh, time. Yeah, kind of a, I had some time yeah. before the episode. Um, and, uh, oh, God, yeah, some really stinky stuff here. <laughs> 1971 is the post-Kirby first year of marvel and the highlights are pretty low like like kree scroll war starts but as we may remember neither of us are super hot on that right it's a it's a canonical big thing that happened but it's not actually like a blast to read um 1971's kind of a bummer i i actually thought i thought it was going to be something in the late 70s because i i had a yeah, memory the first right time now. putting together the list of thinking like I think like 77 or 78 or maybe 79 is kind of boring. 77 then, is what I'm looking at right now but the uh, problem with those is you get you still get some Starlin Thanos Warlock stuff you still get and, and then all the X-Men stuff is great uh, that all the X-Men yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna choose 77 period. despite the Phoenix Saga actually you know what I don't really That's like the the Phoenix Saga that much the Dark Phoenix Saga is great but the Phoenix it's, Saga it's I think early just... Phoenix Saga what, what else is on 77 are you looking at it all right it's uh it says the conclusion of Warlock versus Thanos and Thanos versus the Avengers oh dude that's is, so good I know it's great it's great but besides that it's like a bunch of Miss Marvel from Claremont which I don't really like it's the uh the Hank Pym trial in the Grim Reaper <laughs> stuff it's a it's a what if of Spider Man joining the Fantastic Four. It's Howard the Duck. It's uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, no, I don't you know really me. Like... Yeah, <laughs> no, no, thank you. It's uh, the Punisher and Spider Man, which is okay. It's Star Lord, and it's a supervillain team up. So yeah, True the Star only Lord. thing that yeah. I really like here is the those than- three Thanos issues. Besides that, it's a lot of stuff. I hear it. I hear it. Seventy seven is a fair pick. Um, I just think 77, 71 is definitely it's it's a clear down year and a clear rebuild. I mean, 70, yeah, 76 also, because it has, like, Kirby on Captain America. It's got Howard the Duck. It's But it's got, you know, it's also got Starlin. It's got Jungle Action. So, like, some of the best stuff we've ever read. Yeah, you can't so, you can't yeah. pick a year that has Starlin and Jungle Action. Um, yeah. Okay, it's a good question, though. It's a good question. And, I mean, I think one of the fun things about looking at a list this way, too, is, like, we're not, you know, we're actually not looking at the full scope to rank these things. We're actually looking at, okay, but of the curated essential stuff what's oh, not sure, good right. and i yeah, yeah. i do think going through and trying to answer this question about a second really highlights how correct i am about 1997 <laughs> you know well, no well because yeah maybe but like 1997 according to the list i had an okay time right like even with those deadpool issues i liked everything else there okay? you're welcome like, those wolverine those wolverine comics were okay i liked heroes reborn the return yeah like i thought that was a good time yeah like, so do you think ninety? Stuff. Do you think ninety six is worse than ninety seven? That was one of the arguments I was hearing. That like ninety six um, is really worse. Yeah, for like what we read, yes, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I I liked more in uh, in ninety seven than I like ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, here's there's but here's but you know again um, according to the list. So. I'm I'm more of an onslaught defender, I guess, than 
maybe I want to be. <laughs> Did I like Onslaught? I can't remember. I kind of feel like I liked it, but yeah, I liked it and other people didn't. Is that? People generally. Oh, that's right. I, no, I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. You I, were... I liked Onslaught. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were super high on Onslaught. Uh, I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah, knows? Right, Who knows which way you're going to go? Just a little better than Age of Apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I remember I mean, saying here, that. Here's the thing. Get your go. Here's, here's the important thing. Yeah. No new least favorite years are coming into the picture <laughs> for the remainder yeah, yeah, of yeah. the club, with the exception of uh, Task on Twitter uh, pointed out to me that probably, I forget if it's 2001 or 2002, but whatever year Marvel comes out <laughs> has to be in the consideration. Whatever year Marvel was published and has to be considered to one of the worst yeah. years of Marvel Comics Two, history, and I cannot argue yeah. with that because it is truly and has never come close to being passed as the worst comic of all time ever since we i mean it's you know we've got morrison x-men you've got the bendis daredevil run um electra greg greg rucka electra electra but at the same time there's marvel there you know just you know what i would read on all of it <laughs> yeah it does it does really linger uh you know what i would read is greg rucka's electro let's get that series going i want uh, some no, bad I'm guy okay. memes written by classic <laughs> classic you know players. i actually I, I we'll talk about it in years from now but greg rucka is somebody that i'm like i see his name on a comic and i'm like eh eh i don't care and then i think about like what did i write from greg rucka nothing <laughs> i don't know why i'm like so down on the guy yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I i feel like he's somebody where i'm like ah, i don't really like this guy's stuff that much but he's I um like i've actually given him a shot on anything rucka is is a really good writer but he's okay. never <laughs> as good as the superstars you know like mm, he's sure. he's like not quite all time great, but he kind of gets mentioned almost in those conversations. But well, like the stuff that it... he like, he's just he's he's stuff he does is very good. He's just solid. Like, like his Laz, I like Lazarus yeah. a lot. Yeah, I read um, the first volume of Lazarus, and I actually quite like that. Lazarus, you know what? Was it, good. That, that kind of reminds me how Kil, uh, Karen Gillan gets talked about. Where I'm like, well, your your position I'm, on I'm that is on... is more and more wrong with every passing day. Yeah, I um, mean, I I have not caught up. The resume like, still building. all the stuff he's been doing on yeah. Marvel, but like a, a lot of his indie stuff, I'm like, people love this. People love him. Like, I yeah, I don't know. I, but yeah, I would have been with you stuff on Gillen probably circa 2016. But okay, grew, yeah, which is probably up. where I'm speaking. <laughs> oh, okay. I became a man, and now well, I don't know. Do, what, do you like? Uh, are you caught up on like Once and Future? Do you like that comic? People love that, and I I'm not couldn't get past fully like, caught up. Issues. But I liked yeah. uh, I liked the first volume plus. Um, dude, Gillen's Gillen's fantastic. I mean, Gillen is one of the mm-hmm. best living, working comics writers in America right now. God, it's really confusing that there's also a Karen Gillen. Uh, we're talking about the actress, right? We're talking about Nebula. <laughs> yes. Kieran Gillen uh, is who we're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have not read enough of their Marvel work specifically to, like, really judge. Because uh, I, I read, like, um, what's the Young Avengers? Is that the... The one that Charlotte absolutely adores. Young Avengers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I like that. It's not like incredible, but that was a good time. And, uh, you know, which is how I kind of feel about most of his stuff. Besides Die and Peter Cannon, which I both think are like very good. Not just like passable, yeah, like the a Gillen, good time. Like those are great stuff. The Gillen catalog that could be considered very good, well beyond average for me, is <sighs> some of Phonogram I like a lot. A lot of. Have you read Phonogram? I read, no. Uh-uh. You should. You should check it out because it. It. We're of a of an age where we kind of got into the same music, probably around the same times, like 2006, mm-hmm. 2007. I bet it will kind of connect for you 
in similar ways where it's like, you know, TV on the radio is a big deal. <laughs> the long blondes are a big deal. Like there's certain <laughs> okay. specific like, oh, yeah, I was in Indie Rock at this time. I get this moments. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Wick Div. I don't like. I'm Wick not. Div at all. I'm not yeah. the Wick Div stan. I but I know it's I've tried very good. a few times. It's you know that that's really illustrative of my issue with him, which is like he oh, he always just feels like he's trying too hard for like the Tumblr Twitter crowd. Like he's uh, trying to maybe that to, series does to a reach little. out for I don't, I don't them with that kind of like just just like a little glib, a little like a 35 year old man trying to sound like a 17 year old a little bit. That's, like it, it feels that's which harsh. is that's harsh. It it is harsh, and the crazy thing about it is that like seventeen year olds love him, and I'm like, what? well, that's the thing though is like if you're yeah. a thirty five year old <laughs> critiquing the thirty five year old, you don't know anymore. But than, like you know, I, but I if, all, if about... all the seventeen year olds are saying no, this is good, your your professor or uh, you know principal Skinner here saying no, it's the children. Who are <laughs> I wrong. know, I know, it, it's true. But like Young Avengers has that panel that I rag on all the time, where uh, I don't remember his name, Nova, one of the Novas, maybe. Um, it's not Nova. I don't know who not it is. Not in Young Avengers, so it's probably It's a big not splash page of some guy who shows up. There's an action scene. He shows up to rescue some people. And then a big splash page of him saying, come with me if you want to be awesome. And I, boy, that like burns me right to my soul how bad of a line that is. I think and in I'm the like, context of that book, it's not that bad. It isn't bad. In the, I read that book. The page before is great. It has this really fun fight sequence. That page as a kicker is so corny. Uh, but Charlotte, who's like... Not even old enough to, you know, like be alive when those movies came out that it's referencing. It's like, yeah, no, that's cool. And I'm like, ah. yeah, like that that reference is aimed at me, I think, more than you. And I think it's it's so corny. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just wow. it's the corny. But really, you know what? Like, I like the, really I like having a hard Wars. time uh, not being the youth audience that is targeted here. <laughs> I like his Star Wars. Okay, like I think that's fun enough. I like his Peter Cannon is an all timer. Peter Marvel? Cannon yeah, Peter is Cannon's an absolute really all-timer. Mm-hmm. The stuff he's doing on yeah. Immortal X-Men is already all-timer stuff. Um, his his Loki work on Journey into Mystery is yeah. truly, Yeah, I'm truly excited fantastic. to read that. And, and we're going to talk about this so much more because Charlotte will definitely make us read more of this stuff because she loves it. Like, Gillen is like, was her entry into Marvel. It was like her first love yeah. in Marvel. So we'll uh, we'll get into it more. Circa, circa like 2011, 2012, when Marvel is just pouring out like basically the like some of the hottest creators that are still the biggest right like they like their their lineup at that point is Bendis, Hickman, Jason Aaron, Rick Remender, mm-hmm. Ed Brubaker, um Matt Fraction and Gillen and maybe I'm yeah. forgetting somebody but like there's just like and yes they're all dudes like yes um Gillen was my least favorite of that bunch at the time at the time he's like redeeming himself though now i've done a 180 absolutely Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I will too. I, I haven't read like it. It's really like it's really Wiktiv, honestly. <laughs> it's Wiktiv, and well, it's, that's a uh, big piece. Like that is the that is which the people adore, and I'm like, I keep trying, and I'm like, this is just it's corny. <laughs> I want to read like, it again because I've I've never finished it, and I don't think I love it. Um, it's it's I just, I it's just, just like that it. tone of like everybody in that like every time someone says the f word, it all it feels very much someone being like. Yeah, I can swear now. I like, think I think Wiktiv for us is too much of a confrontation with our own impending middle age. Ugh. For us, no, I love that stuff. I love to be reminded. God, I no. watched Stand by Me a couple nights ago, and like, that, <laughs> like a movie old. that never really like. I I always liked that movie. Okay, but when I was younger, wasn't crazy about it. Now at like thirty four, 
where I'm like distanced enough from my childhood. I watched that and I was like, God, incredible, incredible. So bittersweet. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that stuff. Uh, no, I wish it did that more. I just feel like it feels very like hello, fellow kids <laughs> to me, especially Wickdiv. Anyway, well, uh, let's wait till we actually have a comic of his in front of us to, <laughs> to really dive into. Yeah, this. no, it's just as these are just uh, your critiques of of your fellow Zoomers here is very interesting to me. He's uh, forty five. <laughs> oh, oh, my like oh, people no, who you're, like you're his comics. Audience. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's true. Um, Sorry, everybody. Okay. So, all right, so let's do one goofball question and then we'll we'll finish yeah, on please. Junji Ito. Uh, okay, so this one's really hard for me, Zach. So this was a, a tweet that somebody somebody shared. So you have to stop reading manga <laughs> with, with titles like that. This one's really <laughs> hard for me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the person you are most attracted to whom you would be humiliated to let your friends know you think is hot? Okay. Um, then oh, the tweet okay. goes on to say, mine is Biden's information czar, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty funny. Um, oh, boy. Um, Sarah Palin is mentioned as an example of, I think, mm-hmm. famously, folks have, have issues there. Um, this one's hard for me to think of, Zach. I don't have a lot of Well, it's a little crushes. hard because, like, part part of it is just, your, like, whatever you're saying then becomes an indictment on what you think is, like, well, I'm attracted to it. But I think that someone who looks like that is actually, like should be looked down upon right like well i think the nice thing about like a like a palin as a pick is it's like it's right, not about what they look like it's yeah, about like right. what they are <laughs> right yeah 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 um, I, okay um, here's here's the first one that came to mind one a authentic one that came to mind that isn't me scrambling and reaching um do you know who rachel ray is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. C- celebrity yeah. chef um, oh yeah yeah big crush on rachel Ooh. ray and like as a kid, that's like, is that lingered or is this a recent? <laughs> it's been, it's been true. It's been true for years. And the primary reason it's true, and the reason I'm, I'm mildly humiliated about it, is she was on the Wheat Thins box for a while. <laughs> I love Wheat Thins. I love me some Wheat Thins. And I developed a connection between how hot she is and being on the Wheat Thins box. <laughs> So there is a true, true, bearing my soul story about why I'm in love with Rachel. It's 2006, and it cut to the Busing household, and uh, and your mother just being like, Dave, where's the box to the wheat thin? (laughs) Only the bag is left in the cabinet. Why do the boxes keep disappearing? Yeah, yeah. I'm collecting box tops, Mom. Get out of my room. (laughs) Um, Oh, God, I I didn't really have time to think about it. Um, I mean... Like a real woman? <laughs> I, uh, I really don't. Like, no, I mean, I guess I it have. doesn't have to be. No, I. That, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I, I don't like think if I it was like Nala like, from Ooh. Lion King, and you were like, I'm embarrassed how hot I find lions. Well, <laughs> that's an option. Um, you know what? You know what? Uh, speaking of Lion King, Lion King two. There's the like bad boy lion who gets reformed in it. Uh-huh, What's his name? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Kovu. Oh yeah. I know a lot of women like my age who are like, oh yeah, I had a crush on Kovu when I was a kid. Uh, it, like to the a point lot. where like I have a friend, yeah, you a lot. Like I had a one. friend, <laughs> yes, more than one because I had a friend who I used to tease about it because she would like confess it to me, and then like it would come up in front of other women our age, and they would be like, oh yeah, they would yeah, agree yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah, and it, like and it totally turned into a thing where she was just like, see, it's not just me, it's like yeah, many many other women agree with this, yeah, um. Yeah. I mean, it probably would be that, you know, I, I guess, like, She-Hulk, maybe? <laughs> I guess, but I'm not, like, really horny for She-Hulk. I don't actually have 
a crush on I her. I, I, do I don't think that's like, humiliating either. I mean, I don't, especially like, like we're in well, the no, I mean, club. There's Here's part Zach, of it like, where like, friends. no, I, I, yeah, that that's true. But you know, there is part of it where like finding a cartoon written by, you know, drawn by John Byrne's hand, finding that sexy <laughs> is like, yeah. Okay. Uh, an right. embarrassing prospect. Right. But like, um, but I guess I'm not like horny or crushing or like, I don't obsess about the character, but like, they can be sexy comics, right? Like the situations and the characters can be sexy. Um, I can like, you know, the same Simply way. says that you'd be humiliated to let your friends know you think they're hot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know, probably if like IRL, IRL friends who, uh, who like don't know about this podcast, who aren't into Marvel. If I'm like, oh yeah, those comics are kind of hot. They'd be like the Marvel, co- like the superhero comics are kind of hot. Yeah. Be like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a, a better answer than that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll think about it. And, well, uh, let the record I'll show that Dave my... picked a real woman and Zach picked yeah, a good. cartoon. <laughs> well, I record only have a show. It's because I have no inappropriate crushes on uh, on real women. Also, Rachel Ray's not that. I mean, she's kind of corny, but she is kind of hot. Oh, she's I'm, a babe. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I am not pretending. Uh, okay, so let's do uh, final. Close it out with. E2? Just like, I'm just going to Google. Just Does that like, work? E- no, that e- doesn't work. I'm just um, going to Google most problematic hot women. I, I already oh, did, and uh, Casey Anthony was a popular pick. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good answer. Yeah, oh. I didn't feel great about that one. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if I find something, I'll, I'll chime in, but let's talk Junji Ito. Junji Ito. Well, oh, uh, sorry. Zach. 11 reasons being super hot looking is problematic. <laughs> Oh, just period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not go through those. We could save that for another variant. Uh, Zach, you had me read some Junji for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Famous horror mangaka. Incredibly well regarded. Oh, yeah. Zach, I read Uzumaki mm-hmm. all the Spirals, way through. baby. Mm-hmm. Spiral. Um, I read a chunk of Love Sickness, and I read mm-hmm. a chunk of Tomi. Okay. Tomi's the only one I have not read, even though I just bought it like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Here, I didn't love it. I don't love oh, Ito. Uh, okay. I love the art. Junji Ito is incredible. Like like the drawings, out of this world. Out of this world, so many memorable moments, the detail work, the line work, just the use of pencils to create, you know, vortexes in a panel. You mm-hmm. know, incredible. I, I That piece of it, I was blown away by, like you said, the pacing of it is pretty incredible too where it's just this build up of like okay everything feels kind of normal and there's there's some unsettling uh you know stuff lingering in the background and it builds and it builds and it builds until ultimately it is just off the rails horror i i like Uzumaki. i have it ranked 400th on my my list of the best comics of all time like like i cannot mm-hmm. i cannot shake the influence and just the skill um and also just like how much i wanted to finish it like, I wanted to know, like, what's yeah. what's going on here? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, where's this going? Okay. Reading more Junji Ito, I was like, this is all kind of doing exactly the same thing. Um, and yeah. it looks cool still. <laughs> that hasn't gone anywhere. But it's all doing the same setup, build, teenagers, uh, like, dealing with just these ridiculous things. And it's also, like, I don't know, like, it doesn't work as it's not actually scary to me mm. at any point. You know, it's clearly horror mm. and it's body horror and it's gross. Um, but I expected to find it more unsettling than I did. 
And mm, I think a big part of it is it's such a so. Big baby. I am a huge baby. I'm reading House yeah. of Leaves right now, and I can't read it before bed, Zach. It's too unsettling. If I read it before bed, I have nightmares and I can't sleep. I have to read it when it's light out. Okay? <laughs> Having nightmares of you like frantically pulling out a tape measure and being like, this house is bigger. The house <laughs> is bigger. At, I know it. <laughs> I hate housework. I hate Home Depot. I, if I have a tape measure, that's a that's an absolute neighbor. Um, no, the Edo stuff, it just it had none of that for me. And I, it, when you start to read other stuff too, it's like, I don't. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous, um, in a way that is like funny, and I don't know that it ever means to be. You know, hmm. uh, I mean, he. It, hmm. I was he laughing does, at it I more think, than I thought I would be. I guess. Ah, that's interesting. I, I, I mean, I like Uzumaki's not funny to me <laughs> in any regard. I don't um, know that. Although I have Ido this definitely experience with Uzumaki. Although there are the, certain things where it's like I, it's stuff like a teenager, and it, this I'll get the details wrong, but like a teenager will be like. Oh yeah, my dad turned him in, himself into a a snail shell, and he's smoke now. But then they just like go to school and tell people that, and like it's like kind of yeah. treated as normal. Yeah, like, yeah, that like there's everything that's treated as normal them. after a point, yeah. and it's like yeah. that was not normal. Like what you know, and it's part of the tone. It's part of yeah, it's part of yeah the experience. Yeah. Um, but it's so over the top. I don't know. It was it was it was unreal to a point of not. I didn't need to worry about it. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I I think like it sucks me in, and I get like bought in on its wavelength enough that like those page turns do like freak me out like i get a moment of like Ugh! like you you want to turn because i mean that's the like the trick that he does he does the page turn to the like the horrific conclusion right it's like opening the closet door to see what's in there and then it's you know a, and sometimes that stuff is... can be grotesque in a way that is very uncomfortable yeah 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 and and i think like sometimes it for me at least frightening right like sometimes it is like you know an upsetting um you know, like the the a woman standing outside your window with the big that just big unsettling grin on her face, yeah. or sure, the, sure. the boy popping like a spring out of his own coffin, like half decomposed. That, that I mean, that one's silly, but it also like I don't know that that one I remember being really like wigging me yeah. out, being gross. Um, I I definitely hear you. Like I think for a long time he focused on the short story, to, like um format, even when he was doing like Uzumaki, which is. <clears throat> you know kind of have a, a big overarching thing it, it really is just like still short stories that have a pretty similar um format to them you know it's like small little build-ups to the big punchline which is some kind of like horrifying conclusion right uh yeah I, so i could i could see especially reading a ton of them all at once that you would get like a little um numb to it i'll say one of the best comics i've ever read and i think his best work ever is his adaptation of a, a very famous Japanese novel called No Longer Human. Okay. Um, by uh, Osamu Daize. It, it's kind of, I mean, it's huge in Japan. It's kind of a coming-of-age story in Japan from 1948. It feels kind of like Japan's, like, Catcher in the Rye, maybe. Like, it's okay. just one of these high school books that gets assigned a million times. I read the book. His adaptation is incredible. It's uh, because it takes <clears throat> it takes this book that is horrifying, but then it really adds in ito's own style and like visuals to it like he, he morphs it in some ways i think that excels so well um as a long-term long-form story you like so that like, more than uzumaki yes yeah because it, it feels like <clears throat> uzumaki is largely style for me you know yeah. like it's just great style i love that style i love the aesthetic and i love the tone that he brings to it but like i don't walk away being like well i'm gonna be thinking about that for a long time except in as much as it's kind of creepy right no longer human i think is like a really mature i i think it's his masterpiece like 
easily, and I don't think it's talked about enough, because uh, I think it's just incredible. Uh, he, he does a few other adaptations. He adapted Frankenstein. And it's a long yeah, I saw that. form. Which is good. I like that okay. Um, I don't like it as much as No Longer Human. So I would recommend No Longer Human as like a graphic novel before you completely say like you think you've seen everything he can do. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It's, uh, I got that as a gift years ago, and it's like one of my favorite comics. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near a scholar. I just like... You know, I, I I didn't try to do it all in a row too. Like I was reading other stuff, and then I picked up Tomy, mm-hmm. and because I was trying to give it a fair shake, I was like, "Do I, yeah. do I totally get mm-hmm. this, or does this go somewhere else?" And with Tomy, I was like, "This is like seven hundred thirty pages," and mm-hmm. you know, a hundred in, I'm like, "I'm good, I got it." Yeah, like, I haven't good. I haven't read that one yet. So. Um, and and you <clears> might <throat> love it. Like like that's the thing is like if you dig that style and you dig Uzumaki and his other stuff, it might totally work for you. And I yeah. I I wouldn't say to somebody like, "Oh, you're wrong for that." I would just be like, "It's not." my cup of tea um i, I do remember like yeah. finishing like frankenstein right like um i have the hardcover of that and that that's you know quite a long like graphic novel and in the back of it there's a bunch of short stories when i got to the end of frankenstein i stopped because i was like yeah i want to take a break before i read more of this specifically so i do think like you know sitting down and reading 30 of his short stories back to back to back you do you would kind of get worn out especially on you know the the kind of level he's working at. yeah uh, there's a Nuzumaki tv show coming out soon which there was a anime that was really bad and i think there's a live action adaptation that might be i'm not actually positive about that but adult swim is doing an adaptation that looks really interesting okay um, it looks very accurate to the manga like it's doing it in black and white uh and it's doing music by colin stetson the um the composer for like the soundtracks of hereditary with those uh those eerie trumpets which you probably now haven't I, seen hereditary. No, I suspect that would creep me the heck out if you get it looks really creepy and I'm it. very, very excited to it. Yeah. Uh to see it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, um, All right. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm yeah. not so, I'm not gonna pick up more um anytime soon. I'm glad to have done it. I'm glad to have experienced yeah. it. And yeah, again, yeah. Junji Ito is an incredible artist. Um and, and honestly, like, you know, I'm I'm maybe downplaying it just because certain elements don't work for me, but like the pacing and the storytelling is very good. Like these short stories mm-hmm. They work, um, especially well, in Uzumaki. Who, who else do you do? You have other horror comics that like work for you. Do you have horror comics you think are scary? Like you're like, oh man, that actually like you know, I felt a dread reading this comic. I got really scared reading Arkham Asylum <laughs> when I was much younger. <laughs> I haven't read that yet. So, um, uh, I mean, there are horror comics I like a lot that did not necessarily scare me, like jump scare, like like Infidel is a comic written by Pornsek. Pichichote is really yeah, good. I like that. Okay, uh, it, it Blue and Green yeah. is really good. I mean, that's a yeah. So that's great. Know, yeah, that's a horror comic. Um, I'd have to. Those look both at my work list. well, but they don't. They're not scary to me at all. Like Jinji Ito's the maybe the only horror <sighs> comic I've read where I'm like actively like, okay, I gotta keep, I gotta turn the page and see what's happening. Like, right. you know, like which no, nothing else does. You know, so like I, I just well, for that being able to build that, I think is pretty remarkable. Well, and we've talked about. You know what? Actually, um, the plot is a more recent Vault series. It's written by Michael Marici. Mm, uh, I've heard of that. That one scared me a bit. Actually, that one's good. Call good. in Blue and Green though as a uh, a horror. I don't for some reason I don't think of that as a horror, but it clearly is. It is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you said I, that, and I was like, oh, weird. But no, yeah, of course it is. I feel like there's a lot of stuff in the genre that is is you would say, oh yeah, that's a horror comic, but it's not Junji Ito freaky out gross you out horror it's, it's more, more like, like getting your head um, yeah it's more just kind of gross and maybe upsetting than it is scary 
<laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, kind of like... It's, it's like, like we're talking about with comedy, though, where it's like... Because when we talk about comedy, the things that we're looking for often come from outside... Like, not often. They come from outside the medium. You know, when I think about comedy, I'm thinking about TV and movies generally, right? Or, yeah. Or well, because, stand-up. like, both both comedy and horror rely on, like, manipulating your audience to feel a certain way, right? To, like, build the expectation for a laugh, to surprise them with a laugh, or to surprise them with a scare. You know, like, building the dread, building the tension, either for to be scared or to have the release of like a comedic moment right which is why like a lot of you know you get like the jordan peels moving from comedy to horror that seem to work pretty well right like there's people out there critics out there who think like you know it's not an accident that like comedians can move into horror pretty well well and i actually don't Um, know why you know because i'm talking about like well why would because with comedy you can kind of see why it wouldn't translate in comics unless you do the stuff that you know kaigu yasami is doing but um with horror, it's like kind of feels like it should work more than mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Uh, because you know, I, yeah. like I just said, like it's not a written word thing. Like I'm reading House of Leaves and I'm unsettled. <laughs> it is working. Um, uh, it's not that. So I don't, I don't know what it is about comics. Um, I guess part of it too is just like I don't. It's not necessarily the stuff that I'm seeking out as well. You know. <laughs> and, well, and you know, he also, if you're somebody who is uh, more scared because of the actual like content of it, right? You know, something that like. Like, there's some things that, like, zombies don't freak me out. Uh, slashers don't really freak me out. Like, supernatural stuff, like, demonic stuff, like, tends to get me. You know, like, Paranormal Activity or The Exorcist. Like, yeah, yeah. whatever Those reason, that, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff can get to me, even though I don't, like, believe in any of it. Have you um, read uh, Have you read Kirkman's Exorcist comic? What's it called? Mm-mm. No. I can't think of what it's called now. It's, like, probably, like, his least well-known. Oh, it's called Outcast. Um, hmm. It Never goes for, it. like, 40 issues. And it came out after, uh, or like mid walk, like kind of like Walking Dead and Invincible were like already huge. He started doing this. Um, huh. like, nobody talks oh, about no, it. Oh no, I have it's heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually feel like I have a copy like of the first trade somewhere on my shelf. Yeah. Anyway, I was just saying like I was you know if if, if something like you know spirals are infecting your town, <laughs> it's not something you think you can get like a little spooked by. Um, you know, I could also see you just being like, well, I'm not, I can't buy in on this, right? Let's so like, I'm not worried about this. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like, the, it wasn't the, it wasn't the concept. It was the characters and the reactions. Really? They're, they're like deadpan reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cause that, that like works for me in a way that like them panicking, like kind of teens in an American horror movie, like if, you know, made it more unsettling because they were all kind of like, oh man, what a bummer about your dad. He's uh, he's curled up in a hat box right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, so I, was... I, I mean, I think, I think that works well for me at least, but you know, I, I get it. I get uh, like, it's a very specific wavelength and it's a very like unfamiliar one. I think, I think he's working very much on his own tone. Um, also, I would recommend, and this is a really quick read. So I don't even know if you can get it in print. I would just Google this and, and read a, a pirated version real quick. Junji Ito's Cat Diaries, which is him showing the experience of getting cats for the first time. But it's writing a horror comic from the point of view of his cats as he's somebody who can't <laughs> relate to cats very easily. And like the cats love everybody else in the family but him because he doesn't really know how to interact with them. So he writes like himself as the Junji Ito horror monster. <laughs> from his cat's point of view like this big leering creep who's just like hello kitty kitty and like just being too aggressive and it's really really funny it's him using his like horror chops to write a comedy manga um he's a really funny guy he's a 
anytime you see interviews with him, he's like a very soft-spoken, like pretty funny man. Yeah, I like him. The the other thing that we have to recommend is um uh, an illustrator who I guess worked on TMNT movies this past decade. Oh yes, yes. Did, Thank you for uh, bringing that up. Yeah. Uzumaki by way of King of the Hill. Um, this made some waves <laughs> yeah. in the news. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, there's art. a Kotaku uh, article about it if you want yeah. to check it out. Yeah, check yep, that, that out was, too. That was very good. No, I was glad to have done Ito. Like, it, it's definitely, like, well, I, I guess I'm, talking I'm about kind of saying, like, like, well, it's also, like, but Marvel it's not just you. you. Like, this comes up, you know, when I'm interviewing other creators. No, I know, but. And they'll just casually reference, <laughs> like, you know, at least like. We, we both have the same point of reference now. Yeah, it's a it's a key point of reference in comics. Yeah, he's, like, it's he's definitely hugely influential. Yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, I know you're not going to jump into it immediately, but, like, keep no longer human in the back of your mind um, yeah for sure to check that out someday because i i do think like the way that you're like, like him adapting somebody else's work it's a much more like grounded story you know it's, yeah. it's a very like kind of straightforward coming of age story but then he is bringing his like you know horrifying <laughs> uh you know way he views the world mixed in with it it's really it's really something special all right all right it's going on the list okay cool this has been some good questions some good of my manga this year rex and of course we will be back with 1998 part one uh will be the next episode you can find all the issues in the show notes mm, oh always. i came up with the I, I don't know how controversial this is but uh elizabeth holmes she's kind of hot uh why do i know but that i'm not really imba- the thing is dave who is that yeah oh uh she's the the theranos woman is that the uh, um the fake company yeah the the blood testing uh company. that's it that's a good one <laughs> the thing is like i'm not yeah. embarrassed to admit that <laughs> right because not actually humiliated, that, yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good that's one, though. That's the thing is, like, you can't, uh, like, I'm not, I'm never going to be humiliated by what makes me horny. Like, if, if anything, I'm not, like, it's the opposite. Like, I should be, but I'm just way too willing to put it out there and share with everybody. Like, everybody else is embarrassed <laughs> about me talking yeah. about what makes me horny. I think, I think the key, well, the key with this question is you're too humiliated to share any of your horniness. Like, that's the best place to be. Yes, right, like, exactly. Like, and then having, we need, yeah. like, especially, like, <laughs> men just, like, we're good. <laughs> like, we don't need to know. <laughs> Wait, whereas, <laughs> like, most people listening to the show are like, Zach, please, God, stop talking about what makes you horny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. That's a good pick, though. Um, glad you were. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> practically no, Googling never. terrible people. <laughs> for the last yeah. The oh, I got, came up with some doozies, but uh, no one, no one that I actually was attracted to. Sure. I mean, it's sure. just that it's that husky Steve Jobs esque voice, you know. Is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> really? God, you're not plugged into the Theranos thing at all. That's like I, her I notorious really thing is that she she put on this very fake like here at Theranos we do blood testing <laughs> and like it was clearly a, a put on fake voice to to add a this uh, allure to her this kind of like mystery she she was yeah. putting on this personality. Well, you can't spell Theranos without Thanos. So you kind of see where that um, was going. That's true. That's true. I had to think about it, but that's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, cool. always been, that's, that's been what I've always said about that situation. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, right. cool, cool, well, cool. Yeah. Thank, thanks for letting me hop in on your show this week. Yeah. I appreciate you joining. I do appreciate you joining this yeah. morning. I know it's short notice, um, but I appreciate you coming on. Oh, and, I, have, uh, I have a question for you for 1998. Uh, well, hang on. List- let's, let's talk about that because we, we we'll talk about that off air. No, no. I want to hold you to the fire by doing it on air that's the, the <laughs> fine point. go for it deadpool do i got do i have to read four more oh um i mean you yes. haven't talked about it so maybe it makes <laughs> yes, sense they're for... on the list <laughs> yeah i know but could you just you just take them off it, it makes what sense it, so that what you are the issues just get... like like the next four 
No, it's uh, 17, 18, 19, and the Deadpool and Death annual number one. Uh, you definitely will. You'll read Deadpool and Death. Read that one. Okay. I, I You know what? I actually kind of regretted not reading the Deadpool and Daredevil one, um, the way that Charlotte yeah. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Team up. All right. It's only four, not nine issues, so I can I can choke it down. Gosh. World's biggest Deadpool hater. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for listening. I'm Dave. You can find stuff at Comic Herald. You can find social for the show at My Marvelous Year. Support the show at patreon.com slash my marvelous year. Music for the show is by Disaster Peace. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next year. See you next year. Uh-huh.